with Brother T. I hope that folks that listened to our last week's podcast got a pretty good idea where we stand on that issue. I believe they did. If they listened, they did, my brother. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that even got some people to go read the law. Right. Yeah. And not just read headlines. Right. Last week, we we're really kind of the third week into looking at contemporary issues. Yes. Last week was the transgender issue, particularly because our governor signed a law into being that uh, considered how much aid given to minors yes. in that transgender. So if our listeners have not heard last week, I'd encourage you to go back there and listen to it mm-hmm. and uh, hear what we had to say and see if you agree. You know, I, and after we did that, I really sort of began noticing, I guess, a little more closely social media, Doc, and uh, he's taken a lot of heat for that, a lot of heat. Yeah, I mean, out yeah. front, point of the spear, man. Yeah. Yeah, not uh-huh. just uh, not just uh, the governor, but Tennessee as a whole. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, the the, the left coast and everything right. try to yes. portray us as hillbillies with straw in our mouth mm-hmm. and uneducated. Mm-hmm. And whereas in reality, we have some of the finest higher education institutions in the country. Right, we have a high standard of living. Mm-hmm. Um, their folks, I hate to tell them, but their folks are leaving to come live in our fair city. And Very true. Myriad, many, many people are coming. So um, they like to stereotype us, but we're really mm-hmm. pretty intelligent people. Yeah, very few actually retire and head that way. <laughs> yeah. Why would you want to go get, well, I think I want to be taxed more and governed more, have right. less freedom. Yeah. Just yeah. because it's good weather oh wait a minute wildfires and mm. floods and yeah. snowstorms earthquakes come on back yeah. come on i said come on go- i really don't come to tennessee go to georgia <laughs> it's getting really crowded around here it is man uh, yeah, i've is. been recently working in the tax field as mm-hmm. a side gig and go- driving to work in the mornings right good night yeah you know i i pastured a couple of times um in middle tennessee area and really the only traffic is if you got behind a tractor or a cow, <laughs> That's really you know, uh, and so when I moved back here to Chattanooga 14 years ago, it was mm-hmm. really, and now even more so. Yes, uh, the even more crazy. so. Yeah, there's certain uh, thoroughfares mm-hmm. that are just backed up yes. most of the day. Yes, uh, Gun Barrel Road, Hickson Pike, Lee Highway, that kind of thing. Right, Bonnie Oaks, just those places. Just if people don't live here in the city, they don't know those, but they used to be, my dad worked, we lived in the country. Mm-hmm. He worked in a factory. Right. He, uh, car shared mm-hmm. with others. They shared the gas and drove down a two lane road oh, from where goodness. we lived all the way into the city of Chattanooga. Oh my. You would not get a mile. Right. No. If we had that kind of uh, no, transportation no, no. system. At least it's, we're not at Atlanta. No, no, praise God. Yes. I mean, I don't mean yeah. to, I'm not being blasphemous, but no. I'm really saying yeah. praise God. Right. That we I don't mean, live one there. of my favorite memes, Doc, is that Atlanta is one hour from Atlanta. <laughs> I mean, it really it is. is, you know. <laughs> it is. They yeah. used to say you had to go through Atlanta to get to heaven. Yeah. I think it's hell. <laughs> <laughs> we we actually make decisions on where we go on vacation just not to have to drive through Atlanta. Yes. Or add two or three hours to right. go to central Florida by going through Birmingham first. Oh, yeah. And driving across the Panhandle. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate it. We have a 39-foot RV. Mm. I'd love to head straight south and go. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I so. always go through it, uh, Alabama yes. when I'm heading to Florida. 
and those I mean, windy roads. roads. Yeah, oh, they're awful. Roads. Yeah, but I would rather do yeah. that than risk sitting for hours. Yes, those in, small in towns. Uh, I mean, it it's it's interesting through Alabama. But, it is. Uh, Just take your time, enjoy yeah, the scenery. Yeah, kind yeah, of thing. definitely. That's definitely. a different subject, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. How'd we get on that? Uh, rabbits. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we chased one. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, one one person listening to our podcast told me, uh, Brooke T, said usually uh, if I'm listening to podcasts and they're just rambling, I just turn them off. But he said, you know, you guys are pretty interesting. Well, I, I like to listen to you guys <laughs> ramble, so I'm glad because we usually ramble like the first ten minutes. Oh yeah, get into yeah, the subject. Yeah, uh, yeah, at least at least so maybe five, maybe let's five. Minutes. Yeah, we're yeah. right, we're right at the five minute mark now. Right. So okay. I texted you last week and said, hey, let's talk about, uh, are there signs that we're nearing the end? Yes. Are there signs that we're nearing the end? Because I have people say that to me, and certainly you do too, Mm. saying, you know, this has got to be the end, and they name several things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to talk about that. Is there, are there really, excuse me, signs saying that we're near the end? Uh, Is it any different than any other time? And I, I guess if you truly believe there are, is an end, mm. then we can say without doubt that we're closer to it simply for the progression of time. <laughs> of course, uh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or we can, I want to ask the question too, and this might surprise our listeners how I answer, are we living in the last days? Okay, okay. Right? right. So uh, we'll, we'll look at that as well. But the one of the uh, things I thought that we might start with, Brother T, is in Scripture, uh, this kind of question was not uncommon. This is not new to us. Mm-hmm. So we're pretty late in the Gospel of Matthew by the time we get to Matthew chapter 24. Right. I mean, we're in the last days of the life mm-hmm. of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And his disciples were sitting with him wondering these very same things. So mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 24, beginning on in verse 1. Now as he sat, that's Jesus sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying... You think that means one by one? Hey, dude, I don't. I don't want to act like I don't know these things, but I'm, right, I'm, yeah. Anyway, yeah. they went privately. That I think it probably means they didn't take the multitudes with them. Okay, it was just mm-hmm. the it's just the disciples saying, "Tell us when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming, and of the end of the age." Now, this has been predicated by Jesus to declaring to them in verse two that the temple is going to be destroyed. Right, yeah, yeah. So they were also interested in seeing signs that had to do with events. But please note there, they asked three questions. Okay, this is this is the Olivet Discourse uh-huh. in Matthew 24 and really also into 25. Yeah. And, um, and so this, this happened on the Mount of Olives. And um, and they they were interested in uh, the end of times. They were interested in you know when will the sign, as you said just a moment ago, when is the sign of, of your coming? It piqued their curiosity for one thing because you and I know that the Mount of Olives is where the Garden of Gethsemane is. They're right. not necessarily in mm-hmm. the garden, but they're on the mount. But we do know if you are on the Mount of Olives, then you have the most panoramic view mm-hmm. of the temple. You do. You do. And um, and I think that's, I mean, Jesus, he always pointed things out usually when he was talking. Yeah. Many times in his parables he would point something out as he was walking or sitting. And so it was easy to point the temple out right there. I mean, right and, there it is. And 
it is today the dome, but then the temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you can't if you look at the city, you're going to see it. Definitely. I mean, even yeah. not from this perspective, but other perspectives, mm-hmm. it sits on a high point in the city. Mm-hmm. It's a high edifice of a building right. anyway. It's yeah. very ornate, uh, and, and it was it was lit at night. So mm-hmm. I mean, all those things. Uh, you're going to see it. Yes, and, and And so they were very proud of it. Mm-hmm. And Jesus had just, I mean, it was like saying, you know, someone's going to come and tear down Mount Rushmore. Someone's right. going to come and destroy the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you that someday there'll not be a stone left on the Statue of Liberty that's on another. Right. And he just said that. He did. He really did. And, um, and of course, we know that in 70 A.D., I mean, that did transpire. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Roman governor, or excuse me, General Titus took care of that. And and we have both, we've seen the stones that have been pushed over, even yeah. the burn marks from yeah. that era. I think that the historical account of that is very interesting in that, you know, it was after a revolt of the Jews against right. the Romans. Mm-hmm. And it took a two or three years to do so, but it, mm-hmm. it ended around AD 70 when mm-hmm. they took control of the city and totally, you know, put the people in the... the horrible position that they were in mm-hmm. uh, then even that they say even on the soldiers break time mm. they said I want you to go destroy that thing you're mm-hmm. not until that thing's destroyed and so they shoved those huge stones mm-hmm. off and of course the the temple sits on a hill right so right. they shoved it off and they began to fall and not one was left upon another meaning there was no more building left after yeah. they got through I mean, this was always this was always on their heart. Even in Acts chapter one, you remember in verse six, they said, "Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom?" I mean, they he he had worked so many miracles. Yeah. Uh, his messages. I mean, people said nobody spoke like this man. Yeah. You know, and uh, and after the feeding of the five thousand, um, they were wanting to take him and force him to be king. Yeah. You know, free health care, uh, free food. We want him to be king. And and so I think the next step would be, hey, listen, when is he going to put his thumb on Rome? Yeah. You know, and so the, these were, that's, that's what was going through their mind at this time. Mm-hmm. And so they asked this question, but you said moments ago that they asked three questions. They so did. You, okay. you go ahead. The first one is, When's the temple going to be destroyed? Because tell us, will when will these things be? Right. He just got through talking about destroying the temple. So uh-huh. the first question is this. The second, and what will be the sign of your coming? Yeah. That the fact that he's going to leave and return. And then, what are the signs of the end of the age? Mm. Three mm. different questions. And right. I think where we get confused a little bit is, yeah. you're talking about the Olivet Discourse, uh, mostly chapter 24, chapter 25, the right. Gospel of Matthew. Um, those answers, to one degree or another, included in that discourse. Mm-hmm. And it's easy mm-hmm. to get the answers to those three questions confused to one another. I agree. So uh, I don't know that Matthew writes it totally in sequential order, everything that Jesus said. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to read uh, carefully or you're going to start confusing what would happen in 8070 mm-hmm. with what is going to happen someday in the exactly. future. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think the majority of the the Olivet Discourse is talking about the second coming. Um, not not the rapture uh-huh. uh, but the second coming. You know, when uh, in Revelation 19 when we as the church come back with him 
um, as I have studied the Olivet Discourse, that's what I, I look at. And so when you look at all of these signs of the coming, uh-huh. uh, I mean, I believe in the rapture of the church. You know, First Thessalonians chapter four, Revel- uh, excuse me, First Corinthians fifteen. I believe in the rapture of the church, and after that, there'll be seven years um, of tribulation, and then at the end of the tribulation. You know, we're going to have uh, the second coming, basically. Mm-hmm. And so these things, I believe, these increases that we're going to talk about uh, are pointing to the second coming. That, that's what I believe in my heart and in my study of this. So, so do you think that certainly he's going to answer all those three questions, but you're saying the majority of what's said in Olivet Discourse is about the, the very end yes. of time as we know it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and... I probably would agree with you, although I've not really sat down and said, "Oh, that yeah. section is this and that yeah. section yeah. is that." I do, I do think that you know when he begins to talk about the great tribulation that we're mm-hmm. talking about later. Uh, I don't know about the times that they're going to be delivered to the hands of the magistrates mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's AD seventy because that did happen. That did happen then, mm-hmm. uh, and that's in their lifetime. And he specifically says, "You are going to be mm-hmm. done this way." Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> well, we know in verse fifteen where it mm-hmm. talks about the abomination of desolation. Right. We know that's halfway. That's that's where the great tribulation begins. That's halfway, three and a half years into the tribulation. That, and 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 that's what we believe. And I think. Some people would want to appoint to Atticus Epiphanes right. who did that. But right. that was prior to Jesus even coming. So mm-hmm. that's not it. That's yeah. a that's a past event. Yeah. So he's talking about yeah. another of which that was a shadow. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> Atticus Epiphanes, he I mean, he, he was like a Boy Scout compared to what the Antichrist is gonna be. Yeah. And and so uh, yeah, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I keep no, no, butting I, I, in. I was simply saying that I think that it I just want to caution people, uh to read Matthew t- chapter 24 and 25 and be careful that you don't put together what we would call eschatological yeah. doctrines. Right. Um, I, I this, was, this was my study in school, and this is something I've had the opportunity to study afterwards. Mm-hmm. And the more I read it, the more I still begin to adjust and shift my view. Sure. Some yeah. of this can be attributed to this. Mm-hmm. And, some, and I'm pretty sure what's going to happen is we're going to filter it all out and look at it in hindsight and go, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. That, I mean, all yes. of that is there, but it not necessarily in the way that I foresaw it. Right. How many times have I said, and you probably have too, <laughs> we are not on the scheduling committee, we're on the welcoming committee, yep. you know, yeah. and uh, we don't know all that we know. And uh, and one of these days, like you just said, we will know it all, you yep. know, we, we'll experience, experience I, I, it. You know, I think that probably a, a good, and you correct me, if I'm wrong, I think a good way of looking at this is, yes, the Jews in the day of Jesus were looking for the coming Messiah. Mm-hmm. And yes, they had in Scripture the place where it declared that it was in this time frame with this going on mm-hmm. and these conditions. Yet they misinterpreted it. Right, yes. yeah. And I think part of the reason they misinterpreted it was because, <clears throat> excuse me, Jesus did not come in the form and the fashion that they expected. Mm-hmm. We want a tribute to them that they were just terribly evil people, and that's why. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily the case. Not mm-hmm. We know that Joseph of Arimathea, we know that mm-hmm. others were part of you know the religious establishment. Mm-hmm. We know that John the Baptist's dad was a member of the religious establishment. Mm-hmm. They weren't all evil people, right? but they did not necessarily 
see the interpretation of things because they did not occur mm-hmm. the way they expected it to occur. Right, yeah, yes. And I think that's going to happen to us to some degree. Mm-hmm. So I'm very he- I would not write some of the things I wrote in the past <laughs> as positively right. and definitively yes. as I wrote them in the past because mm-hmm. now I see that... Uh, yeah, it's a really good chance that I miss some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I have the general conditions, and I see what Jesus is saying. Mm-hmm. But when He declares, nobody knows when this is really going to happen. Mm-hmm. Then um, I think I can't exclude myself from that group. Yeah, I mean, He basically says, "Well, <coughs> in verse thirty-six, but on that day and hour, no one knows—not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only." You know? Yeah, I got to talk about that so, Sunday in the message yeah. because. That indeed is going to the John 14 and that whole picture of the marriage right. proposal yeah. when the, the groom would get up after presenting the cup of wine to the, his potential bride. Mm-hmm. She took it. Mm-hmm. Then he got up, and unlike what would happen in our culture, and say, I'm going away now. Right, yeah. Uh, but if I'm going away, I'm going away for the purpose mm-hmm. of preparing a place for you. Mm-hmm. And if I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come back mm-hmm. because I'm not staying gone. I, I want you to be my bride, and I will receive you to myself that where I am there in the Father's house, you may be also. Right. Uh, and in that instance, the, the groomsman did not know when he would return. Mm-hmm. Only the Father knew because yes. the Father is one of the approved of the dwelling place of his bride. Mm-hmm of the, his son's bride, and then would say, okay, you can go back and get your bride. Now, it's good enough. It's big enough. It's fine enough. Yeah. It's worthy enough for the bride to go get her. Otherwise, the the groom, as we know, would return very quickly for mm-hmm. his bride and say, mm-hmm. I'll fix it later. Yeah. Oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. But this, this, this metaphor that Jesus uses, mm-hmm. uh, he tells them, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. It's in the Father's hands when the last member of the bride comes to be my you know in the mm-hmm. member of the family mm-hmm. then I'll return right. but until then nobody knows even the angels in heaven haven't been given privy to that information right yeah yes so yes. I, yes. we don't know yeah so what are the signs man I mean you know uh, I think he lays out here in the Olivet Discourse several things yeah and um, you know and so um, when when you look at it in verse 6 he well even before that, he said in verse 5, For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Yes. You know, so, uh, and again, he's going to say later that these are the beginnings of birth pains. And uh, you and I neither have had, we have neither. Thank the dear Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, our wives have. Yes. And and they do get worse. Mm. Let me just tell you, they do get worse. And, um, and so, you know, these are false prophets these are false messiahs mm-hmm. you know and um and we have seen that in the past mm-hmm. you know the david koresh's of the mm-hmm. world uh, that major whatever his name was apple something uh remember the guy that major led, applesauce yeah, yeah. <laughs> he led his cult in wearing nike oh, yeah. shoes or something yeah, <coughs> Felt, I can't remember. after the hell bomb yeah or yeah the like bomb that, yeah, yeah. And, and so we've had a lot of, uh, you know, but uh, but it, as it gets closer, I mm-hmm. think there'll be more and more, like birth pains. Yeah, and I think a lot of those we we see. Uh, but if you go to Israel, mm-hmm. I remember, I don't remember which trip it was. It wasn't the last trip, but uh, posted over um, light posts, lamp posts, 
were posters of men claiming to be the Messiah. Yes. Yes. It has gone on mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. Every one of them fails, mm-hmm. and and that was the that was remember the Council of Gamal. Right. That hey, several of these have come along. Mm-hmm. More will come. Mm-hmm. If it's of God, it'll last. Right. If not, they'll be destroyed. And only one lasted. Yes. That yes. was the true Messiah. Mm-hmm. But there are people today still claiming to be the Messiah mm-hmm. in Israel to the Jews. Exactly. Exactly. Um, even uh, I was watching something the other day, Doc, and somebody in, uh, I think it was South Korea or North Korea, stood up at a mic, had a lot of people, and, and he said, I, I am the Messiah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, in today's society right there, just claiming to be the Messiah, you know. Excellent. So not only Israel, here, all over the place. And, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I guess the reason I brought that up is, Brother T, is, again, what I have learned later in my ministry is that we tend to read Scripture from an American perspective. Yes, that's yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I saw a picture recently that what very, well, very well-meaning <laughs> person, because I know this person is a kind person, and they had painted a picture, and it was Jesus kneeling at the Liberty Bell. <laughs> Okay. Is that not looking at yeah. scripture from wow. a very American perspective? Yeah, I would I would say so, yes. Yeah. I mean I I have on my wall mm-hmm. uh George Washington kneeling by his horse at Valley Forge. Oh do you really? I have that. Um, it's a beautiful picture. Okay. It's a because I was a political science major uh-huh. when I was in college and then I went into ministry and kind of mixes the two mm-hmm. things I believe. And I believe America's greatness was mm-hmm. six, was occurring because of the prayers of our forefathers right and so i i I do see that that's different than jesus kneeling by his horse Mm -hmm. at valley forge or jesus kneeling by the statue of liberty or anywhere else and so we have a we have we are very uh egocentric Mm. as americans yeah i agree you know we are yeah oh and and so we tend to interpret everything from our perspective so Mm. the only reason i brought that up is listen Mm -hmm. uh jesus is speaking in Jerusalem, right, right, uh, and pretty much these people are going to see this themselves. That, yeah, very true. They very probably true. don't know who David Koresh is, <laughs> <laughs> or Major Applesauce, <laughs> whatever his name is. Is it Major Applesauce or Captain Applesauce? Uh, I think it's General. Oh, General. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up, but our yeah. people are not in Israel; they're here in America. So. <laughs> And they are, by golly, going to interpret this through our eyes. So look at verse 6. Okay. Verse six. I, I'm in another chapter now, but I want you to oh, read verse 6. Oh, uh, verse 6. Why are you in another chapter? Because I want to go to Second Peter, Second Timothy. Oh, okay. But go ahead. Well, I was going to talk about wars. Yeah, wars, Is that what you're going to talk about? Wars? Yeah. Oh, you're not? No. Okay. All right. I'm going to well, make another valid point. All right. Well, make your point because... <laughs> Because it's all about you, brother. <laughs> no, I was listening to that. That's why no, when you said no. read verse six, I couldn't because yeah. it's a different place. Oh, you're well. You're on your phone. I'm in a. I have my floppy Bible. You do, yeah. and and it's not because I don't. Li- I love my floppy Bible. Yeah, right. uh, It's just that I've got a microphone, a computer, <laughs> and everything is over here, and you just show up. <laughs> Why do you always say that? You do offer your office, and I do appreciate that. Yeah, and Since coffee, Maxwell House. Yes, yes. Go ahead, good. read Peter. Okay, yeah. so. So again, here's another place that we're talking about end times. Oh, okay. And I wanted to bring this up. Yeah. Second Timothy chapter three, beginning in verse one. But know this in the last days perilous times will come. What will it be like, Brother T? Well, let me tell you. Men 
will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, mm. blasphemers, disobedient parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without control, brutal, despisers of goods, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such people turn away. For out of this sort are those who creep into households and make captive of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to knowledge of the truth. Brother, that is a mouthful. Is that a list? Wow, 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 wow. That is a list. I, I did want to make a note that I would like to get your opinion on, though. Listen to the... <laughs> You're so excited. <laughs> <laughs> the viewers, the listeners cannot no, this hear is, me roll my this, eyes. This yeah. is not a YouTube podcast. Know this, Lord. in the last days perilous times will come. Let me, let me now turn to another passage of Scripture. Acts chapter 2. Acts 2. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2 that the prophets said that in the last days that the Holy Spirit would be poured out. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. In the last days. that This is a fulfillment of the prophecy made that in the last days the Holy Spirit will be poured out upon all mankind. Now, the same term is used in both places. The last days. Oh, wow. Wow. I, I yeah. want to say this. Okay. Here, and see if you agree with me or not. Okay. The last days began after the resurrection, the ascension of Jesus, and the coming of the Holy Spirit. I believe that 100%. Yes. Yeah. So what is being described in Second Timothy has been going on Throughout the church age, people oh, have so been you're disobedient. In Timothy and not Peter. That, when, where I was reading from? Well, you said Peter. Oh, well, I'm reading from both because I'm studying these two together. Oh, okay. And if I said that, it's only because. Yeah, you were reading from Timothy. Okay. Yeah, yeah I thought yeah. I was. Yeah. Yes. Now I'm going to read from Second Peter in a minute, but okay. Right now we're in. I'm comparing the whole Acts chapter two. Right. Where Peter himself says that this is, mm. this is the last days. The last days. Right. And then we get into Second Timothy where Paul says to Timothy, in the last days, this is going to be the characterization of the world. But know this, in the last days, there's perilous times coming. Mm. For men will be lovers and goes on through the whole thing. I'm going to say that this is not an indication of the exact moment of the coming of the Lord Jesus in yeah. the last days. Right. I think he is characterizing the world all the way from the coming of the Holy Spirit till the time that Jesus returns. I will co-sign that. 
Okay. Yeah, I'll co-sign that. I agree. I, I do agree with that. And, you know, I had a, an evangelist friend one time, Jimmy Arms. I don't know if you remember Jimmy I Arms. I do remember okay. Jimmy Arms. He, he preached a revival uh, when I was at a church one time, and he basically said, you know, man has been the same since Adam. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. been the same since Adam. And um, and just continues to get uh, really worse and worse. Ma- mankind, we do not get better and better. Um, we just keep getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And um, and I agree that these last days, I, th- I think the technical term uh, is after the resurrection of Jesus. And um, and and you can see from Acts two, Second Timothy, and what you're going to read there mm-hmm. in Peter. Um, that all of these things sort of go hand in hand. I do think, while that is a description of the world during the whole age that we've lived, right. that I do believe that a little leaven leavens a whole lump and the sin continues to grow. Right, yeah. And I think it becomes more uh, prolific mm-hmm. in our culture right. now than it was back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which brings me to... Um, Second Peter. Oh, now we're in Second Peter. Okay. Yeah, we're going to Second Peter now. Okay. Because you know we got forty three minutes, and we're more than halfway done. Okay. And this is a big subject. Second Peter, chapter three again. Three. Okay. <clears throat> Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle, and both of which I stir up your pure minds by the way of a reminder that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken by the holy prophets and of the commandments, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing. This first, that scoffers will come in the last days, Mm. walking according to their own lusts, and saying, where's the promise of his coming? Right. For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willfully forget, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, the earth standing out of water, and in the water by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water, but the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Beloved, don't forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. And he is not slack concerning his promise. Mm, Boy, huh? Do we not see the scoffers today? Yeah. The eye rollers, man, the mockers, the skeptics, you know. And and basically, I think Peter, as he's writing this doc, yeah. he tells us why really they are scoffers it's according to their own lusts. I mean, he, he puts it right there in verse 3, yes. knowing this verse that scoffers will come in the last days walking according to their own lust. Yep. You know, I've said so often that most of the time it's not an intellectual decision, it's a moral decision. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's just they want to, I mean, they just, they want to do it uh, through their own lust, their own and desires. They, well, they think really. they want freedom. Yeah. yeah right? They right. think they want freedom to do, but what we learn is uh, sinful life is not free life. Mm-hmm. It's actually in bondage. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. and so people think if that is an illusion of freedom. Mm-hmm. Where what I found is there's greater freedom in Christ. Mm. That is until you get into religious practices that that shackle you again. Right. You have to be careful. Mm-hmm. But in Christ is true freedom. Yes. Not in sin. Yes. But yes. in Christ. Now the thing about Second Peter chapter 3 is, while it describes it as the last days, the same as Second Timothy and the mm-hmm. book of Acts, interestingly, I think we can see from the context that he's talking about the latter part 
of the last days. For why would people say, hey, all this time has passed. Christ hasn't done anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 10 years into it, even 100 years into it, that would not be a valid argument. But hundreds or thousands of years into the last days, right. people are going to go, yeah, right. Yeah, yes. They've all said all along, Jesus coming back is going to judge us. Mm-hmm. Where is that? Yes. Where's the indication of that? Right. And that's why he says two things. Well, <clears throat> that was the way it was in the days, you know, when God destroyed the place with water. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's not doing that this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would they didn't think it was going to happen back then either, but it did. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to destroy it with fire. Mm-hmm. But be careful, he said. You and I look at things day by day. We do, yeah. God who's not constrained by space and time, to him a day is like a thousand years. Mm -hmm. So it is coming quickly in God's timing, not in the way you see things, but in the way God sees things. Yes, yes. Uh, Yeah, Uh, I think that's... um, And he tells us not to forget this fact. Don't let this fact escape your notice. Don't be ignorant of this. You know, uh, basically don't lose sight of it. And um, and so uh, it, we are on God's timetable. He I goes mean, on yeah. then in the, where he continues in Second Peter is in verse ten mm. begins to get specific yeah. about that time. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with great noise, the elements will melt with fervent heat, both the earth and the works therein it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Mm. That's pretty strong stuff right there. Right. But he he's actually saying, okay, it's coming. This is how it's going to be here. I want you to be aware, number one, is... You think you're going to, like we've always heard, well, when it gets bad, I'll repent, I'll become mm. a Christian, whatever. You're not going to know that. No. It's going to come as a thief in the night. Right. Who knows when a thief is going to come in the night? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and secondly, when that happens, everything is going to be destroyed, mm-hmm. including you. Now, so if that's true, mm-hmm. should we be going, okay, when it gets rough, I'll get holy. <laughs> he says, no. Yeah. Knowing that this is the way it's going to happen, mm-hmm. how ought we to live our lives all the time? Yes, yes. Well, we ought to live in such a way that we're expecting it to happen mm-hmm. any day. Yeah. So we should live holy, prepared right. for him to return. Yeah, I remember um, in the book of the Revelation when things were getting really bad, yeah. um, that instead of people turning, uh, they began to give gifts to each other. I yeah. mean, it's like it was Christmas time. You know, I mean, so they were celebrating their rebellion yeah. as opposed to realizing, man, this thing, this is not going well, you know, and we're experiencing some not good things right now. Yeah. Uh, so instead of turning or repenting, they were celebrating. And and as I said, giving, it was Christmas time during yeah. tribulation. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they were giving gifts to one another. So... Uh, yeah, very few. It, it takes it takes God speaking to our hearts, the conviction of the Holy Spirit of the Living God, man, uh, for us to repent. Yeah, I think that one of the things, uh, Brother Teen, you said that very well, is, is that um, given this is the last days, mm-hmm. 
two things are happening simultaneously. Mm. People are drawing further away from mm. God yeah. by being lovers of themselves and lovers of pleasure, scoffers, mm-hmm. all the things that we've read about. But also, if this is the last days, the prophetic fulfillment <clears throat> that began in the day of Pentecost is still happening, that God's poured out His Spirit on mankind, and there are people who are experiencing God in ways, and God, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, opening portals to earth where he is pouring out his spirit Mm -hmm. and there are revivals going on that there's great movements of god going on Mm -hmm. they are not mutually exclusive but they occur simultaneously in the last days particularly as we see things coming to an end yeah yeah i I agree and and we are uh seeing some of these things that we read about in the olivet discourse we are seeing some of those things and but yet they are they're going to just wax more and more, yeah. you know, and um, and so uh, we, we get a. I, I think what I think what we need to to really understand is um, it, it should give us an urgency uh, to share the, the good news, the answer. Yes, uh, and there is only one answer, and yeah. it's his name is Jesus. I mean, you know, and so it it ought to give us as believers an urgency um, because we are in the last days. And, uh, man, there are signs, you know, um, and, and we can see these things increasing, uh, even though I do believe the Olivet Discourse is mainly talking about the second coming. Uh, but we do see, man, immorality on the increase, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to have more of a, an urgency in my own heart yeah. uh, to just uh, to share. It's easy to let that wane. When I first became a student of scripture and loved prophetic mm-hmm. scripture, then, you know, there was this sense of urgency oh, yeah. that you're reading. And a matter of fact, one of the reasons why I came to know Christ was in my early days, the church I attended talked about the return of Jesus like almost constantly. Right. And we have very vivid pictures through the preachers who are pretty good at painting word pictures. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, typically it was the Communist Party yeah. that was, you know, the part right. of Satan's mm-hmm. great coming on before the end. Mm-hmm. And I saw I would see Russian soldiers, Chinese soldiers, all these kind of soldiers right. you know, marching through our little town mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And it was very real to me. And it, part of that was correct in that it brought on a sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. Part of it, you know, it just scared the crap out of me. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> and it, that didn't I didn't yeah. get saved in that environment. Right. But it still was a part of what God used. The Tim LaHaye books yeah. left behind, left behind those series. movies. Man, do you remember some of those movies, brother? Yeah. You know And we've and, talked about this too. Did you yeah. ever do though I wish we'd all been ready and then turn the lights off at the last verse by not finishing it? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, A piece of bread could buy a bag of gold. I wish we'd all been ready. And that last ready, somebody Mm -hmm. was standing at the light switch with all the young people. I wish we'd all... And we stopped singing and the light switch went off. Get ready, White Oak. It's coming Sunday. (laughs) And, you know, I don't know that I agree totally with those tactics anymore. But, um, 
God uses all things, whether oh, yeah. we do it well yeah. or whether we do it right. poorly, whether we, the, the intention was mm-hmm. there to do it for a good reason. Mm-hmm. And I think cumulatively those things as well as the preaching of the gospel and witness of friends and parents mm-hmm. and that sort of thing work together where we finally form this thought, you know, I need to make a decision whether or not I do this or I don't do this. Exactly, exactly. Drawn by the Spirit. Yes. And then we pray that, you know, even us talking about end days today is not mm-hmm. an opportunity. We, we, we obviously could have got a lot deeper theologically, sure. yes. eschatologically, right. you know, look at talking about end time. That wasn't my intention. Mm-hmm. But I hear people saying all the time, well, it's got to be the end. Look at this. Mm-hmm. I just want to say in one respect, it's always been this way. Yes, yes, yes. The last days right. began at the mm-hmm. birth of the church right. and will end at the coming of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It will, the, the son of the perdition will be destroyed by his words yes. when Jesus returns. So we know that that is the progression of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no, not necessarily today or tomorrow because a day is like a thousand with Jesus. Right. You know, so it, we don't know when it's happening. don't have any clue when it's happening, mm-hmm. but we know that it will come to pass. It will. And and we we didn't have this to scare anybody. No, not Because, I mean, if I can talk you into something today, somebody else can talk you out of it tomorrow. And I would rather drive them to study for yes. themselves. Yes, yes, definitely. Read definitely. Matthew 24 and 25. Read Second. Peter chapter 3. Mm-hmm. Read Second Timothy chapter 3. Read the right. opening verses of mm-hmm. the book of Acts and, mm-hmm. and compare those things to yourself. Come up with your own conclusion. I'm fine. God God likes us for it to study and think ourselves and let the Spirit lead us. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, even in Acts, when they ask that question, Lord, when will you, will you at this time restore your kingdom? You know, uh, he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. Yeah. You know. We are not to know. No, we're not going to, you know. We just got to, we just need to make sure that our hearts are ready. Yep. That is correct. Yes. And I hope that uh, this might bring comfort to some people, might, you know, cause them to look further into the subject or share a friend because people are always asking this question. Definitely. Right? Definitely, my brother. Well, good discussion my friend yes indeed (laughs) yes indeed yes indeed we'll get on with our day we'll talk to you guys next week thank you again for enjoying our podcast please let a friend know about it that helps us out a lot god bless god bless